0: Some years ago there was uh, a palliative care nurse down in Australia who had spent a number of years of her life caring for those that were near death and she would was with them for anywhere from a few weeks to several months caring for them and in the course of of her work she would often uh, get to know them well and ask some of the the different questions that you might think would come to mind when you're caring for someone who is right before death. Um, And she ended up taking uh, what she had heard over those years, and she had just written out her memoir. Um, It was pretty well known. Um, So you're probably familiar with the the book that that is her memoir, which she entitled very simply, The Five Regrets of the Dying. It sounds like a negative uh, kind of a title, but what she did was this. She, she noticed, uh, and we know this, but she noticed that when one is facing death and the end is right there, that's when you really begin, uh, for many of us, to get honest with yourself. And in her conversations with those that she was caring for, she would ask them very simply, what, what do you regret most? and she shares in the book in her memoirs the top five regrets but she shares it so that those of us who are a little bit farther away from death can learn from that and make a change now the the top five regrets that that she noticed over her years include these she said one of them was she often heard over and over again i wish i had the courage to live the life I wanted to, not the life others expected of me. That's a big one, but, but the theme there is exactly what, what you'd expect. It was the regret of all of those people who for different reasons, maybe fear, they, they knew a certain life and were just too afraid to ever break out of it, or because of comfort, they got into a com- comfortable place in life and just wanted to stay there, even though they, they knew they had a desire to, to live differently, to live not controlled by the fear or just by the expectations that others had put on them, or out of comfort. So, on their deathbed, the regret of, I, I, I wish that I had lived out what had been put in my heart from the beginning. A second regret, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. And the regret really, and she said this is mainly, came from all of the male patients that she cared for. I worked too hard, and so I missed my children's youth, I missed my family, I missed out on the stuff that actually makes life worth it. The third regret in regard to relationships, I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings. So some people who just never got good at or, or different wounds, kept them from telling people they loved, kept them from telling them, I love you. Or in relationships that were struggling, people that on their deathbed regretted not actually getting to the heart of the issue, but rather endured years of relationships that were never everything that they could have been or should have been because they, they didn't have the hard conversation and didn't actually get down to a level of authenticity with someone a fourth regret I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends so on their deathbed many of the elderly thinking about the blessings of certain friendships and how they just let them drift off and then finally the fifth regret and she said um, this is a surprisingly common one I wish that I had let myself be happier So she writes and she says, many of the patients I worked with did not realize until the end that happiness is a choice. They had stayed stuck in old patterns and habits, the so-called comfort of familiarity, fear of change, kept them from living a life that would have led them to truer happiness. So I thought about this. I had come across the book years ago But I thought about it again, because as I was praying through the Gospel for today, what struck me was this really beautiful thing, is that John is all the way out at the Jordan River, and we're told by St. Matthew, at that time, Jerusalem, all Judea, and the whole region around the Jordan were going out to him and were being baptized by him at the Jordan River. So, those of you that were on our, our pilgrimage to the Holy Land, you know that when you're walking, it's not, like, it's not like an easy Sunday afternoon stroll to leave Jerusalem to make the descent down from the, the upper kind of mountain that Jerusalem's on down into the valley all the way down to the Jordan River. The site where John was baptizing is just slightly north of the Dead Sea, so it's you're down around the lowest place on the face of the earth. So this is not an easy trip to make. And what what captured me in this was just the reality, Lord, something was going on in the hearts of those people that were going out to John that led them to make this investment to spend the time from wherever they lived, Jerusalem, Judea, that whole area. I mean, clearly it's a huge number of people that Matthew's talking about here. Something was going on inside of them that led them to recognize in my life right now something is missing and I want more. And I, I, I love that because the people that were going to John, they're, they're all of us. They're moms and dads. They are people that were working hard in business. They were probably older folks who had been married, whose kids were gone. They were probably young adults. We know from some of the other gospels that they were soldiers. They were tax collectors. There were people that publicly everyone said, oh, yep, they're all sinners. It's just a cross-section of everybody. And I, I think what I, what really grabbed my heart in this is my my admiration for, like I'm really, I, I, I love that they're doing this because it, it touches in my own heart that question of how, how well am I responding to whatever level of, of longing for something more is still in my heart. Whatever degree there is of, of Lord, there's still, I, I, I want to get, I need to get rid of more of the sin to find more of you. But they're responding, and I found myself wondering what what was it that was going on in their hearts? And for some of them, we know, that they were coming out of pretty big lives of sin, but they heard this call to repentance, the promise that John had made that you can actually begin over again, and you can prepare for the coming of the one who has promised you what your heart really longs for. So some of them are just really dissatisfied with their lives. We know that. those times when we we ask ourselves in the midst of of our favorite sins, why do I keep doing this? It never brings me what I really want, and yet here I am again. And we've all experienced that dissatisfaction, going after sin, and yet we know it never brings what it promises. Some of the people that were going out to John were probably in a place of life, where, generally speaking, they, they were in a, a pretty decent life, probably somewhat comfortable, and yet for some of them, they just had a sense that there was more. I like my life, but I think that there's more that God has for me. For others, it would have been a deeper, more profound awareness of the Messiah. There were certainly people that were just touched by by the Holy Spirit in such a way that they had a longing for the Messiah. And when they heard that John was preparing his way, they wanted to be part of that. They didn't want to miss out on that. So the the point in all of that, though, is, is that no matter what it was, that was at work in their hearts, they responded to it. And that's the beautiful thing. And that's why the church gives us this reading on the second Sunday of Advent. That as John preaches and proclaims, prepare the way of the Lord, that we would hear it and that we would respond. That's the blessing of these days of Advent, is the Lord saying to us, I don't want you to be afraid to stay where you are in life. I don't want you to be afraid, to be bold and step out of wherever you are in order to open up more space for my son to come and bring his love, his mercy, his joy. And so a couple questions that, that we can ask ourselves from this. First, what is God using this advent to draw you out from your daily life. Like if daily life is Jerusalem and God is calling you out into the wilderness, what what is he using to do that right now? For some of you, it might be a genuine sense of helplessness or that dissatisfaction with sin in your life where you've just, you've hit rock bottom and you wanna be done with it. That is the grace that God is giving you. For some of you, it might be that classically restless heart, like St. Augustine had, where you're accomplished in your career, your family is somewhat stable, things are generally good, and yet in your heart, you know, I think there's more to life than just this. For some of you, it might be that the Lord is just using curiosity. there's something in your heart that's got you wondering a little bit more about Jesus. Maybe it's a friend, a girlfriend who's part of our our, our Walking With Purpose women's ministry and you've seen something going on in her life and you've said, what what does she have that I don't have? How, How do I get what she has? So maybe it could be curiosity. For some of you, it just might be that someone's told you, you, you need to do this. And God even uses that, you know? Even that, I'm sure there were people that, that came out of Jerusalem to go down to John at the Jordan just because someone said, like, hey, you need to do this. There's something going on here. And the, what starts just as kind of third party observing, the Lord uses. But he uses it. So in your life right now, what is God using to draw you out from the daily busyness of your life in Jerusalem, so to speak, out into the wilderness. Here's another question for you. Underneath all of the stuff that fills up your daily life, what is your heart really longing for right now? Have you been able to quiet down enough in life and for some of you, the answer is no. Have you been able to quiet down long enough to actually identify in your heart what you really long for? It's a scary question because to ask that question means like, wow, maybe my 60 or 70 hour work weeks are not providing me with everything that I want. And you don't even want to go there. But, but you should go there. When you let the Lord quiet you down and ask that deeper question, what am I most longing for? It's okay to admit that where you are in life right now is not providing that. It's okay to admit that. It's scary, but it's okay. So what, what is that, that deeper longing? That points to the area where the Lord wants to be at work. And then a third practical question, how is god asking you to respond what is he asking you to do in order to open up space to allow him to begin to fulfill that longing i mean what i've just asked you are just basic advent types of reflections but a lot of us just life is so busy and noisy that we don't ask them and so i want to give it to you to invite you to think about it because I don't want you to be one of those who on your deathbed would say, my biggest regret is, I felt God stirring in my heart, but I never did anything about it. I felt God calling me to ask the scary question, are you really happy in life? And I just never wanted to go there. I felt God calling me, To get out of just the daily grind enough to hear him and find out something more about him but i just never did it the lord doesn't want us to be those who at the end of all things just ends with regret he does not want that so i want to say to you don't be afraid to respond to the lord don't be afraid to be bold Don't be afraid to ask those deeper questions. When we let the Lord lead us in that way, the end result of it, although it may completely upend our life, the end result of it is a love and a peace and a joy and a fulfillment that only comes from the Lord. It's what makes him the Messiah. So let's pray and and ask the Lord for that grace this week to hear the call of John and to not be afraid to to let what we hear from him stir up and, and lead us to ask those deeper questions that our life would not end in the regrets of what we didn't do, but the joy of having responded to the Lord.